What's going on, guys? Welcome to the latest episode of Weighing In with Worm. I'm your host, Worm Buffelli, and I just want to thank you for joining me. Before we get started, I want to give a shout out to Raider Outdoor Power. Located at 2580 Rockdale Road, the good folks at Raiders will make sure that you are set up this season to have your lawn looking like a pro-level golf course. And when that snow falls and you need to get to a wrestling tournament, they will also have the top-of-the-line snowblowers that you need to get that snow off your driveway and get you on the road. Stephen Mel out at Raider Outdoor Power. Stop out and see them, and they'll make sure that you are set up. Thank you guys so much for sponsoring the podcast. Coaches, are you looking for new warm-ups for your team? Maybe a fan shop? Something local and high quality? Don't waste any more time and email Jeremy at X-Grain Sportswear. Located in Piasta, Iowa, Jeremy will make sure you have custom mock-ups done fast and high-quality gear at a fraction of the price of the leading brands. Email Jeremy at x-grain.com today and let's make your mark. Whether you're looking to restore rusty old metal parts to like new conditions or protect brand new components with durable, attractive, long-lasting finishes, Lane's Custom Steel, located in Benton, Wisconsin, can help with metal finishings and metal coatings, offering a full range of custom metal restoration using power coating for individual and business needs. Their powder coating process will help transform everything from automotive parts and outdoor furniture to everyday household fixtures. Email lanescustomsteel at gmail.com. That's L-A-N-E-Z customsteel at gmail.com. Now, let's get this podcast started. Guys, welcome to the second episode of Weighing In with Worm. I'm your host, Worm Buffelli, and I just want to thank you guys for joining me. Today, we got Aiden Noonan. Aiden was a three-time state champ from Cascade, finished his high school career at 131 match winning streak, ranked ninth best wrestler at 132 pounds in the country, with an overall ranking at 83rd, was named to the prestigious USA Wrestling Senior All-American team in 2021. Again, this is a personal podcast for me because Aiden's my cousin, so him and I are able to vent a little bit here, uh, get a little deep here, so I'm glad Aiden's here with me today. So thank you guys so much. Let's get this thing rolling. Aiden, man, thanks for joining me. Yeah, no problem. Glad to be here. All right, let's just talk about your backstory. Like, how did you get into wrestling? So I started wrestling when I was about four years old. Uh, my dad got me and my older brother, Nolan, into the sport. Just trying to get some energy out of us. So we started with the, the Cascade Little Cougar Club where we'd go. I think it was twice a week. And really I started just because my uh, my older brother was in it. So obviously I had to do whatever he did. So we started there and things kind of took off from there. Awesome. Definitely. Um, so you said your brother. You know, obviously, like when a when a family gets involved with it, obviously it's a family affair. Like, yeah. you know, I remember watching you guys grow up. You know, it was always you and your brother, but it wasn't just you and your brother. It was you, your brother, your dad, your mom, your sister Claudia. Yep. All of a sudden, your grandma and grandpa Booger and Deb, like they'd be at tournaments too. So yeah. how do you how did how did that work for you? Like, you know, having your family always there. Yeah, it was definitely family affair. Like they were always taking us places. Like. You know, between my, if my parents were busy with my sister Claudia doing something or, you know, no one had something going on that wasn't wrestling related, you know, I'd have my, my grandparents, aunts, uncles, like everyone was always willing to stick their neck out to take me to practices or even tournaments whenever, you know, my parents were in a pinch with, with one of their other two kids. So we were, it was, it was definitely, uh, wasn't able would never been able to do it by myself it was a 
whole family was always there to help out and it was just grateful for that. Absolutely. And so like, you, you know, you started, you know, when you were five, six years old, you know, when did wrestling click for you? Like when did all of a sudden, like, it was like, Oh, I'm good at this. I need to go after it. Yeah. I mean, when I, I remember when, uh, I was little, my, our club coach in Cascade was, I think I remember him telling my dad that like, you know, he, he's got like some, I, he said, you know, I had some potential even when I was just a little kid, Alex wrestler is his name. He was, uh, he was kind of our, my mentor from when I was real young. So it was, uh, he, he kind of told my dad that. So, you know, we, obviously we kept, I stayed out and kept wrestling for a few years. And eventually we, uh, I started going to bigger tournaments and wrestling and getting my butt whooped a little bit. And so, you know, that led to summer wrestling to try and get ahead of kids. And so we were always traveling in the summer, but really it never really clicked for me mentally until my sophomore year of high school is when I started to mature mentally. Because of that, you were Cascade's first AAU state champ as a little kid. So like, obviously like people that are listening, they understand winning an AAU state title, that's a big deal. So you won that in sixth grade. And then the next two years, you lost to a guy like Colin Schriever, who ended up being a three-time state champ as well. Adam Mallard ended up being a three-time state champ as well. We'll talk about him in a second. But we, but you know, when as a sixth grade, automatically you assume like, oh, I'm gonna win the next two. It didn't work that way. Like, how did you progress that, and how did you just figure, hey, I gotta, you know, it's nothing. I'm gonna get after it. Yeah. So I remember even after I won my the one AU state title, I won. I remember my dad was like, you know, it. This is all. This is all just training for for the real the real deal, which is high school. So I was like, so he's like, you know, that's awesome. And you know, that was what you're working for, but like, we're, you really, you're really training to get better for high school. So like, I was never, I was always wrestling up a weight, like when I was in youth and, you know, even like junior high, like I never really cut any weight and I was always trying to just worried about getting better at wrestling so I could, uh, you know, succeed in the high school level and even the college level. Okay. And obviously, you know, you couldn't just do that just, you know, wrestling local people. Like, where did you go for your club work? Like, obviously, going to club stuff, like, where did this all progress? Yeah, so I remember uh, when I was really little, I went to um, Young Guns, which Eric Jurgens runs that, and he's from Maquoketa. So we always went there when I was really little. And, that, and then he ended up, they moved, they moved it to the Quad City. So we quit going there. And then we went to a club called DC Elite for, I don't know, probably four or five years. And then we moved on to Eastern Iowa Wrestling Club. And once that shut down, we actually went back to Young Guns Wrestling Club. And that was, so that, so we were kind of jumping around. And then we were all, I've always been in and out of the Dubuque Wrestling Club, which is in, which is in Dubuque, which is about 30 minutes away. So, you know, we were always jumping in and out of there once or twice a week looking for partners. And actually I still... I still go in there, you know, whenever I'm home from college just to get workouts and work out with some of the guys in there from the Dubuque Wrestling Club. So that that's always been a – Schultze has always helped me out with that and keep make sure I always have someone to wrestle with. Of course, Mark Schultz was obviously one of the former coaches at uh, Dubuque Wrestling Club, and I know he, he speaks so highly of you. So, you know, that's definitely you – know, I know he's one of those people that was definitely a big influence on your career. Also, Eric Jurgens, who was a four-time state champ out of Maquoketa, national champ for Iowa. 
Um, but moving along, you know, you get to your freshman year, you're 106 pounds. You were, you know, there was really no question. I thought at the time, like you could have, you know, you should have been going to the state tournament. But then you guys get this district that came out where all of a sudden it was pretty wild. Let's talk about that district tournament. Yeah, I mean, when I was a freshman, I was really small for the 106-pound weight class. Like, I think I was soaking wet, maybe 100 pounds. So it, that that was kind of difficult for me to be able to – but which it, in the long run, it really helped me out just because, you know, I was wrestling guys bigger than me. And eventually when I did get bigger – and I was able to compete. I was able to compete with them guys much more, just because I was their size. And but yeah, my freshman year, I was in a pretty tough district. I think the the two kid the two kids that beat me to go to state they uh, placed first and second at state. So uh, you know that was kind of a that was kind of a bummer for me, just because uh, you know I felt like I I should have I should have been at the state tournament. Like I. I beat some of the kids that, you know, I'm sitting in the stands watching my brother and it's like I'm watching these some of these kids that I, I'd beaten throughout the year and it's, you know, it's kind of heartbreaking. But, you know, in the long run, that was probably really beneficial for me because it only made me work harder. Well, I remember especially like, you know, both of us wrestling in Cascade, kind of one of the unsaid rules was if you were a district qualifier, you could be on the floor at the state tournament and warm up the guy that qualified for state who Nolan was your your workout partner yeah and I remember the high school coaches that year they told you straight up like no like we're not we're not bringing down the floor I think they did it obviously like just make you more hungry do you think that worked oh yeah for sure you know they're like you know if you want to I remember my my dad telling me I probably he's probably gonna be mad at this but uh he was like you know if you if you if you wanna, if you wanna, because they always make state t- qualifier T-shirts, and we would joke about this now, but they always make us state qualifier T-shirts every year to qualify, and no one qualified that year. And I was like, you know, can I get a state qualifier T-shirt for no one? He's like, you know, you're not gonna get a state qualifier T-shirt until you make it down there. So you know that it was a little tough love, but he uh, that definitely was a big part of motivation and uh, helping me. And but yeah, they our coaches were the same way. They're like you know we. You're uh you're gonna be in the stands and you can watch watch it and figure out what you got to do to make it down here next year and you know that. And I think the story is told that you uh taped the state finals ticket from that year on your bathroom yeah on your bathroom mirror and you had to look at it every morning for the next year. Yep, I think it uh it might actually still be hung up in the bathroom. I don't know, but yeah, I put that state finals ticket on my uh bathroom mirror and i had to look at that every single morning when i got up so that was just a little extra motivation for the getting up at 5 a.m to go work out you know and do put in them extra workouts early before school or you know before on the weekends and stuff like that when nobody else is doing anything or even in the summer so 100 percent. and obviously like that did motivate you because yeah. the next season you know you walked in the state tournament undefeated you still weren't ranked, or were you ranked, like, maybe, like, 10th or 9th? Yeah. Something real low. I'm not, yeah. You know, because, like, you know, obviously, it's, like, sometimes with the 1A schedule, especially in Eastern Iowa, what, like, with 1A, it's hard because, like, a lot of the 1A, like, studs are almost out west. Yeah. So we don't get to see – you don't get to see a whole lot of those kids. So you're just beating up on guys that are around the area. Well – And they kind of just – 
you know, pitter patter with you. Yeah, well, yeah, and the thing is, we always, which we, we every year we wrestle like Lisbon, Don Bosco, like a couple of them, the uh, top, couple of the top one A schools. But yeah, some, a lot of the kids it seemed like I wrestled were always from Western Iowa, whereas, uh, you know, even if there was Eastern Iowa kids that were pretty tough, it felt like I, I didn't, I didn't ever wrestle like their best guy. Like seems like either they were hurt or. So that was always tough, and you know, but it was always good to get a little confidence going into the state tournament, in which I think every every kid out of from my district, uh, we were looking at this the other, or like maybe a year ago, but every kid in my district was uh, they placed from my from my freshman year to my senior year. Every kid that came out of my district was a state place winner, I think. Yeah, and so, like, let's talk about that first title, man. Like, I remember being down there as a coach, and, like, this is, like, one of my favorite stories because, like, I tell our family about this, obviously, is, like, I remember, like, showing up for with Waller, and I see you and Nolan in the back, and you two are about to punch each other in the face. Like, you two yeah. literally want to beat the piss out of each other. Yeah. And I, I, looked at, I looked at Trav, the head coach of Cascade, and I was like, what's going on? He was like, they're ready to roll, dude. Yeah. And... Every match, it just seemed like I was like, all right, let's see what Aiden can do. And all of a sudden, like, quarters, you get, or the first round, you get a pin. Second round, you get a pin. So, uh, the semis, you had a really good match. And then, you know, you're in the state finals. Dude, the first state finals since 1986 with Roger Copas. Did you feel pressure, that first title? Uh, no. Uh, actually, that first title, yeah, I felt, I, I felt a little pressure just because... You know, I I felt like I had something to prove, and I, like, it was just one of those things that you want so bad that it, it just puts pressure on you. Yeah. But it wasn't as much pressure as I ever, that as I thought, because I was so focused. I didn't, you don't really feel the pressure until you're done wrestling, and then it's kind of a deep breath, and you're like, and then you're just kind of cool off. And, and I remember even one time at, like, you were, like, in sixth grade, I made a joke to you at, at Christmas, and I was like, hey, like, your goal to win a state title, and you're like, nah, dude, my goal is to win four. And if I don't win four, I'm going to win three. And if I don't win three, I'm going to win two. Yeah. And I just remember kind of like, kind of chuckling a little bit, obviously, like, because I, you know, obviously, like, being a coach, being in the game, it's like, dude, it's it's a, it's a mountain. You won your first state title, you know, that next year was not easy. That- All right, just want to take a quick break here with Aiden to mention our great sponsors at Raider Outdoor Power. Stop out at 2580 Rockdale Road, and one of their great sales staff will set you up with the best equipment and top-of-the-line service you can expect from a company who has helped the Dubuque County area since 1957. Raider Outdoor Power. At Lane's Custom Steel, they have been offering custom power coating solutions to businesses and individuals since 2019. Their skilled team of professionals are dedicated to providing you with high-quality finishes that will last many years. Email Shaden at lanescustomsteel at gmail.com. Now back with Aiden. The next year, like, all of a sudden, you're in, you bumped up a couple weight classes to 132 pounds, or 126 pounds, and you had Adam Allard. And for those who don't know, Adam Allard, three-time state champ. He was going for his fourth state title. You guys were on the you guys were on opposite of the bracket, so it was literally like, hey, in order for me to to win a state title, I'm gonna have to bump a guy off. And I gotta talk about it. We call or you know, some people in eastern Iowa and even in the state still talk about the swipes heard around the world, you know. So let's talk about that match. It was state finals, you're wrestling a kid for going for his fourth state title. It was a real close match. Going into the third period, it was your choice. Your coaches looked at you and you said, or the coaches wanted you to go down. You looked at them and said, no, I'm going on top. What yeah. 
what kind of balls for so, a 17-year-old kid to say, I'm putting this match in my hands? Yeah, so, well, so he actually, I think he was on bottom. He, I think he might have chose bottom in the third period. And I think it was, I think there was probably, I don't even know, probably a minute left. And the coach was like, you got to cut him. Because I think I was down by one point at the time. Like, you got to cut him and take him down. And I don't know what Emmy said, no, I'm going to ride him. But I told him, no, I, I think I can turn him. So and, and sure enough, you got the legs in. All of a sudden, you crank a power half. And I just remember sitting I, – I remember personally – again, I apologize for being too personal here, but obviously, like, your family. So it's like, for me, this was, like, one of the, like, one of the coolest moments of my life even, too. Yeah. You, you, put the, you put the half in, and all of a sudden, I see, I see, I see one swipe – and then I see one, then two, and it hit me like he is he has pulled up on this kid with no time left. Like he's gonna win this match. And according to everyone, you were the first kid to ever bump off a kid or bump off a, another wrestler going for his fourth state title in the finals. And you're not a celebrator. You're not a you're not a guy that, you know, flexes or does backflips or anything like that. But this is the first time I ever saw you show emotion on the mat. Like you like looked over your coaches and you gave out a big scream and, you know, but you went right back to the circle and shook his hand. And, and I just, I, I feel like for people that don't understand that, like obviously like the magnitude of, of knocking off a four time or a three time state champ going for his fourth, how big that is. How did, how did that moment feel? Uh, you know, it was pretty cool. It was, uh, Definitely uh, the loudest I've ever had someone, people cheering for me because I felt like the whole, I when I got up, I felt the whole arena cheering. But So it was definitely like a surreal moment that I always remember. And it was pretty cool. Because I know like when, when my son was born, I always, I always joke around with my wife. Like when the doctor said he's out, I felt like time stood still. Did you feel that? Did you feel like time stood still for like, even yeah. like two seconds, like all of a sudden, like it just like, yeah. like you had 30 minutes in a two second frame. Yeah. Of, of just like, yeah. Time stood still and like, holy crap. Like, yeah, we just pulled this off. Yeah. No, it was definitely like everything. Like it, it everyone kept asking me like right after the match, like, like, are you like in awe right now? Are you in shock? And I was just kind of like, no, you know, I don't know. Like, that's kind of what my plan was, was to win. I was definitely not lose. It was to win the whole thing. And that's, so I, it kind of never, I never came to like shock or anything like that. Like it was just another goal that I'd accomplished at that point. And I just kind of went on with uh, my night and ate some pizza was, and ate a little pizza and got up the next morning and got went back to work yeah and you know there was kind of this running joke that you were the four-time killer with adam allard but after this past year in 2023 um you know your senior year you end up beating a guy named gable porter who was a three-time state champ and i want to say his only two losses were to you and uh, another three-time state champ named kale peterson this past year but he was on his way to four state titles too, and you stopped that. But also, there's someone that no one else talks about, and that's uh, Wyatt Reese from Logan Magnolia that you had to beat to get to Allard. You know, so mm-hmm. you ended up beating three guys going for their four state titles, like or their career of four state titles. You stopped them. You know, 
obviously it's not a, a boisterous thing. It's not something that, you know, you're going to sit and talk about, you know, obviously it's time progresses, but like, that's something that very almost, you know, 0.001% of the, of wrestlers can ever say about their high school career. As much as, as humble as you are, that's gotta be something you gotta tip your cap on. Like, man, like I had a good career. Yeah. You know, uh, I think uh, in a few years, I'll definitely look back and be like, wow, that was a, that was a good career. So it was kind of it was kind of a cool – high school was a really cool, like, uh, four years. And, you know, I'm glad. But, you know, I now I'm at the point where I'm like, you know, I got to keep progressing. And, you know, I'm chasing new goals now. So it's like maybe once I'm completely done with wrestling, it'll just – it'll all kind of be like, wow, you know, I had a good – I had a good go at it. But – uh, right now, I'm just kind of like, you know, I'm pushing that in the, all in the past and just trying to focus on uh, my next goals, which is, you know, All-American and, you know, and national champion and everything. But um, so, but circling back, so we're back to, you know, after being Allard, it's your junior year, going into your senior year. This is the year where all of a sudden now you have coaches just should be just flocking to you, right? Mm-hmm. And being able to take all these visits. But three weeks later, COVID shuts everything down. So you couldn't take any visits mm-hmm. and they couldn't call you. Mm-hmm. So how did that feel like being like probably one of the hottest prospects in the state of Iowa and not being able to take a phone call? Yeah, so we uh, I actually got really lucky because the week after, I think state basketball was the week after and it ended up getting canceled. So it was like we got kind of lucky that I got – got our state tournament in but yeah it was kind of a weird like I talked to some of my teammates now and they're like when they're they came on all their visits and everything and they think it's crazy how we we could my class could come in to a college that they had never even stepped foot on because we weren't able to like take our official visits or anything like that just because we uh because of COVID so we were like we had to do like uh zoom calls and like they did like um like they we they would like Get, send us videos of their campus and like it was it was all kind of it was de- it was a lot different than like a regular recruiting so it was it was definitely different I, you know I I didn't really, I don't think I got the whole uh recruiting experience like most kids did but you know it, it all worked out so that that that's good yeah I mean obviously like because I mean one of, one of the coolest parts about being a, a prospect in college sports is taking the visits, going to football games, you know, even going to a sorority party and, you know, meeting up with some girls or something like that to find out if, like, those are the type of girls you want to, like, hang out with and talk to. You know, you had to do this thing kind of almost off a gut feeling. And so because of that, you ended up at the University of Wyoming. You know, and this past, you know, you went out there in 2021 at 133 pounds. But Mm -hmm. obviously uh, puberty kind of – Kind of hit you late yeah. in life, and yeah. so you know this is this might be a little rough conversation, but you know obviously like I feel like you and I are close enough we can have this conversation. Like this past year, weight cut obviously got the best of you, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's been a it was a rough first two years of college, and like I started off my freshman year, I got hurt, so I had to get some a surgery and get that fixed. And this year, you know, I was like, this is my year, so I was. Uh, I went all the way back down to 133, and it was uh, it was a difficult cut. And I, 
I said earlier, you know, I, I never really cut that much weight. Even in high school, I was maybe five or ten pounds at the most. But it was, I was cutting a lot more this year than I ever had in my life. And it was, it you know, it wears on you and it it just didn't work out. And not, and not to mention, too, like, obviously, like, your first match on varsity, you have a returning world silver medalist in Dayton Fix. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, like, you know, that match was one of those matches where, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of athletes talk about it going to the D1 where it's like you get punched right in the face. And, like, I mean, you got you took a punch from Mike Tyson and a guy mm-hmm. like Dayton Fix. And that's one of those things where like, I feel like as a wrestler, it's like, hey, I clearly have to get better. I have to go. Yeah. But obviously the weight cut was was an issue this year and you know yep. I think you you and your coaches at Wyoming have decided like, you know, uh a bigger weight is on the horizon. Have you any idea what weight you're gonna go this year? Yeah, so I think I'm gonna wrestle one forty nine this year. But I'm thinking I'm gonna go up two weight classes, so hopefully that is a little better and I can wrestle like myself again just because, you know, them and weight cuts sometimes when you're cutting too much weight it's just hard to wrestle like yourself and, and 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 you know we can talk about weight cutting real quick um you know everyone obviously talks about like you know obviously you need to cut a bunch of weight to be bigger than everyone else mm-hmm. but in today's world that just doesn't work anymore yeah you know you see ufc fighters now yeah. are even like hey i'm gonna bump up a weight class yeah to just feel better yeah. And I and do you think obviously like this is gonna be one of those transitions where it's like hey like if I'm feeling good I'm gonna wrestle good yeah. life's gonna be a lot better yeah so yeah that that that's my mindset is you know I you know I'll be able to wrestle like myself again you know I'll have energy to go out there and compete because I just feel like I, last year you know I couldn't compete like I like I like I feel like I usually do so hopefully uh, I can this will be better for me and I've always I've always been one to say you know don't like I. Whenever like young kids will ask me like what what's your advice like don't cut weight like it's it's not it's not good for you but like you know you get to college and you know everyone's cutting weight so it's like but there's a fine line to the right amount to me there's a fine line to how much you can cut and one not to mention too like the thing that people don't talk about enough about college is like college wrestling is a full time job you know it's one of those things where it's like you're practicing. 5 a.m. doing strength conditioning, go to a full day of class, another practice. You might have to get another one in just to just to make sure you're feeling good. You know, we obviously had Boone McDermott on the podcast last. You know, Boone's never had to worry about cutting an ounce no. of weight probably in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. You know, he's on stakes and weights, and obviously, like, you don't have to do – or you can't do that. You're not yeah. allowed to do that. Yeah. You know, do you th- – you know, you just said, obviously, weight cutting is not the smartest move. And I've always preached as a coach, like, dude, wrestling a weight is going to make you feel good. Yeah. Like, you don't have to – you know, one of the biggest things that used to drive me nuts as a – as a former wrestler, as if I was ever talking to someone about wrestling, they'd be like, oh, I knew this guy in high school, and he only ate popsicles for lunch. And I'm like, that's so stupid, man. Yeah. Like, you got to, like, get a turkey sandwich, and it's going to weigh, like, less than a, a three ounces, but you're at least going to get some good energy in your system to push through. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, like, you know, this is one of those learning curves, obviously, in college you mm-hmm. had to pick up. And, yeah. I, and what is your major in college? Uh, construction management. Okay. Yeah. So on top of obviously cutting weight, you have your schooling ahead of you. Yep. It's tough, dude. Like, and if people actually understood that, like, man, like, you know, I wrestled only for two years, 
But the last three years, depending on who you ask college-wise, like Mm -hmm. my academics, it was like, no, I had to have a full-time job. I had to have, you know, I had to make sure that my bills were paid. I also had to coach wrestling. Like, dude, life happens outside of competing in a sport. You know, do you think you've eventually developed a system where it's like, hey, I can handle this all? Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely think, like, there's a – you got to be able to manage your time really well in uh, college, especially in college athletics. Like, you know, you see all these, I don't, I don't know how kids, uh, like, I feel like I'm so busy all the time, but it's also at the same time, it's a blessing. Cause like you see all these kids doing really like dumb things in college and they're like dropping out because they're partying or, or doing dumb things. And it's like, they, you know, college college wrestling has kept me focused on what like my goals in wrestling and you know it, it keeps your academics in line and you know it's it's a lot it's a lot of work but it's uh it's definitely uh it's definitely worth it yeah and i remember like you know this past year i'm gonna bring up a sore subject though the uh, soldier salute in iowa city yeah you know that was one of those times where just the weight cut got to you this whole thing just kind of caved in on you yeah. but a guy reached out to you who's a former club coach, Eric Juergens. Yeah. And he, you know, he talks about it, like, you know, in conversation, you know, I've had with him even too, like your freshman year when you're cutting all this weight and you don't figure it out, it's almost like you're living in darkness. Mm-hmm. Like where it's just like, you just cannot get your head above water. Yeah. And he was actually one of those guys that reached out to you during this time. It was yeah. just like, dude, you yeah. want to talk about it? Yep. No, I mean, he, yeah, he had a, conversation with me about it and he kind of you know I was in a spot where I kind of needed some people to reach out to me and make sure I was going in the right direction he was definitely one of them to help me turn around and put me on the right path because he knew what it felt like just from his own experiences so it was a it's always good Definitely. to ha- it's always good to have someone like that in your back corner. Yeah, I mean, yeah. shout out to Eric Jurgens if he's listening. You know, he was one of my guys growing up too, and he's still like a person I go to even just on like parental stuff in life. Like him and I just talk about you know all like you know just like how to be a good dad, how to be a good coach, all these type of things. Mm-hmm. And he's obviously one of those guys that you know he was through the trenches, and he you know another Dubuque wrestling club alumni you know way back in the day. So he's definitely one of those guys that like you know definitely helped you out. Um, but we're going to wrap this up, man. I can't thank you enough. Uh, my last, my last question I ask everyone, what was your favorite pair of shoes you ever wrestled in? Uh, you're going to hate me for this, but Matt flexes. Ooh, come on, dude. I gave you so many pairs of shoes and you're going to say Matt flexes? Yeah, dude, they're just too comfortable in there. They're always, they're always a good go-to shoe. Okay. Well, now that you're, well, now that you guys are under the Adidas umbrella, what are you rocking these days? Uh... Hyperspeeds, I think they're called. Or combats? Combat or combat speeds, that's what they're called. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I mean I have to wear those now. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you had your choice, you'd probably still be rocking math flexes. Yep, I'd be getting made fun of. So awesome, okay. man. Hey, I want to thank you so much for joining on the podcast. Aiden, I'm so proud of you. Um I expect you know, I don't I, I wanna say I expect big things for you. Obviously, you know, college wrestling, it's just a part of your life. This isn't gonna be the end all be all. But, dude, I'm so pumped to have you on the podcast. I'm so glad that you're part of this. Sweet. Thanks for having me. No problem, buddy. Thank you. 
Man, that was a fun interview. I'm super glad I was able to sit down with Aiden before he left for Wyoming a couple weeks ago. Uh, very excited for his career. He's going to be competing for Wyoming at 149 pounds this year. They do wrestle in the Big 12 with you and I in Iowa State. So if you have the Big 12 network or ESPN+, Plus, they'll be streaming those duels all season long. So make sure you guys support him through watching those duels. He talks a lot about his highs, but he also talks about his lows. Especially, you know, it's really hard, I can tell, being a college athlete, you know, not getting that immediate success with guys like Spencer Lee and Yana Yudak in the house who burst on the scene right away and were winning national titles. A lot of times guys have to earn their earn their lumps, and I think Aiden right now is definitely going through that. But I also think the best is yet to come. I think him on full feed is going to be very exciting to watch, and I think a lot of people are going to be surprised at this season for him. Closing up, I do thank you guys for listening. I apologize. We did tend to ramble a little bit in this podcast. We were having a lot of fun. We were able to uh, kind of meet up again before he left, so it's always a good time to hang out with my cousin Aiden. I'm super pumped that he is competing out at the University of Wyoming. So wrapping up, if you guys want to give us a follow at the Dubuque Area Sports Podcast on Facebook or follow at Worms Wayne on Instagram, give us a like, give us a follow. We appreciate that. Again, on Facebook, it's the Dubuque Area Sports Podcast. On Instagram, it's at Worms Wayne. Give those both a like and a follow, and we appreciate it. Tune in next week. We're going to have Braden Burt on the podcast. And that interview, I think you guys will really enjoy. We talk about a lot of things. We talk about his starting to wrestling. We talk about warming up for the NCAA tournament and literally getting it pulled from underneath him. So really excited for you guys to join in. Thank you guys for joining me on this ride. We'll see you later. Before we go, I just want to take a big shout-out again to Raider Outdoor Power. Whether you're looking for mowers, snowblowers, garden tractors, or UTVs, the great people at Raider Outdoor Power will have you covered. Stop in at 2580 Rockdale Road, and one of their great sales staff will get you set up with some of the best equipment and top-of-the-line service you can expect from a company who has helped the Dubuque County area since 1957. Thank you guys so much for sponsoring the podcast. Also want to give one last big shout-out to Lane's Custom Steel in Benton, Wisconsin. Email Shaden at lanescustomsteel at gmail.com. That's lanes, L-A-N-E-Z, custom steel at gmail.com. He'll set you up with a quote for all your custom power coding needs.